Okay, so this person here is going to be talking about uh, how blacks are portrayed in the eyes of Africans, all right, when going through the immigration process. Um, my uh, cousin told me about this. All right, let's get into this. Fair use. Nobody, if I didn't know nothing called African-American until I came to America. Before that, when we were in Egypt, okay? When we were in Egypt, when we did our papers and we was about to come to America, yes, they take you through sessions of understanding America and American life and the inhabitants of America, okay? Back home, we just know the Red Indians. We just know the Red Indians, okay? And then we know the white people of America. That's it two races, okay? But when you're going through the sessions of coming to America, especially from Egypt, they tell you, later on, they, they put you in a room and you have to watch a video. that, And then they introduce you the African-American race, okay? Don't come blaming us Africans for how they portray you guys, okay? The, as soon as you learn about African-American race, at the same time you learn about 911, okay? This is a white man. This is how they train people who come to America. That's when you're shocked about this unknown race that they talked about. But they don't tell people, oh, these are from slaves, oh, you know, uh, slavery, all that stuff. Okay, they just tell you, these people, they steal. They, you show, they show people videos. Be mad at the white man. Any African can tell you when you're going through pro process of coming to America, they show you a video. They show you a video of a, a black man with a white t-shirt, blue jeans, walking around the neighborhood. And as soon as the white, the black man keep walking, maybe the third time, then you call 911 and a white officer will come through. Okay. Because then they show you these people, they steal drug dealers. They kill each other, blah, blah, blah. So it's like a warning. Okay. They warn people about this race that you're about to come, uh, an encounter in America, okay? But besides that, nobody knows about the African-American race, okay? Furthermore, when you start going to school here, then Kunta Kinte, history, and stuff like that, then you learn about the slavery, okay? Before that, no, no such thing as African-American existed, okay? So African-American is the... It's a group of people that has been kept very hidden in America, okay, by the white men, by the slave owners. They kept that very hidden, and they introduced you guys very vicious, okay? Drug dealers, killing each other, gang banging, all this stuff. They're not supposed to be trusted. They walk around your house the third time, call the police, and then the police come, and then the police will handcuff um, the black guy. And that's how they introduce you guys to us, okay? But some of us, we, we know, we know the difference and stuff. And then later on, you start to learn. You start to learn what really happened, okay? And, and that's what happened. Okay. So, we learn how that is. <clears throat> but it's, you wonder, why do they do this? Okay. Why do, why do they do this? Let me get some water Let's uh, <clears throat> let's read this. <clears throat> this is a document exhibit 10 of the U.S. Supreme Court case number 00-9587, National Security Council Memorandum 
46, March 17th, 1978, Presidential Review Memorandum, NCM slash 46, Secretary of State, Secretary, Secretary of Defense, the Director of Central Intelligence, the subject Black Africa and the U.S. Black Movement. The President has directed that a comprehensive review be made of current developments in Black Africa from the point of view of their possible impacts on the Black movement in the United States. The review should consider, one, long-term tendencies of social and political development and degree to which they are consistent with or contradict the U.S. interests. Two, proposals for durable contacts between radical African leaders and leftist leaders of the U.S. Black community. Three, appropriate steps to be taken inside and outside the country in order to inhibit any pressure by radical African leaders and organizations on the U.S. Black community, or the latter, to exert influence of the policy of administrations towards Africa. All right, put that up there. Okay. <clears throat> the president has directed that the NCS Interdepartment Group of Africa performed this review. The review should be forward to the NSC Political Analysis Committee by April 20th. Zbigniew Brzezinski, okay. Secretary of Treasury, the Secretary of Commerce, the Attorney General, the Chairman, Joint Chief of Staff, okay. <clears throat> National Security Council Interdependent Group for Africa, the study response to Presidential Secretary Review, Memorandum NSC-46, Black Africa and the U.S. Black Movement. The objective of our policy toward Black Africa is to prevent social upheavals, which would radically change the political situation throughout the area. The success or failure of our policy in the region depends on the solution, international and internal issues whose importance of the United States is on the increase. A U.S. interest in Black Africa. A multiplicity of interests includes the U.S. attitude towards Black Africa. The most important of these interests can be summarized as follows. A. One, political. If Black African states assume attitudes hostile to the U.S. interests, our policy toward white regimes, which is key element in our relations with the Black states, may be subjected to the latter to great pressure for fundamental change. Thus, the West may face a real danger by being deprived of access to the numerous raw material sources of Southern Africa, which are vital for our defense needs as well as losing control over the Cape Sea routes by which approximately 65% of Middle East oil is applied to Western Europe. Moreover, such a development may bring out internal political difficulties by intensifying the activity of the black movement in the United States itself. It should also be borne in mind that black Africa is an internal part of the continent where tribal and regional discord, economic black backwardness, inadequate infrastructures, drought and famine are constant features of the scene in conjunction with the artificial borders imposed by the former colonial powers, guerrilla warfare in Rhodesia and widespread indignation against apartheid in South Africa. The above factors provide the com communist states with ample opportunities for furthering their aims. This must necessarily redound to the detriment of U.S. political interests. So they want Africa to be looked upon as a hellhole. They have, they're working very hard to put it that way. Two, economic. Black Africa is increasingly becoming the outlet for U.S. experts and investment. The mineral resources 
of the era to of the area continued to be of great value for the normal functioning of industry in the United States and allied countries in 1977 US direct investment in black africa totaled about 1.8 billion and exports 2.2 billion new prospect of substantial profits would continue to develop in the countries concerned all right Black Africa and U.S. Black involvement. Apart from the above mentioned factors adverse to U.S. strategic interests, the nationalist liberation movement in Black Africa can act as a catalyst for far-reaching effects on the African, the American Black community by stimulating its organization, consolidation, and inducing radical actions. Such a result would be likely a as Zaire went the way of Angola and Mozambique. An occurrence of the events of 1967 to 68 would do grievous harm to the U.S. prestige, especially in view of the concern of the present administration with human rights issues. Moreover, the administration would have to take specific steps to stabilize the situation. Some steps might be misunderstood, but both inside and outside the United States. Okay, so they want upheaval. They want um, chaos. They want us blacks to be divided and put in a bad light. You know, black looks blacks look at black American as you know savages. Black Americans look at Africans as poor and indigenous people all over the continent. Never the fact that they have good resources and rich countries. They're doing this so the the uh, white racist Western powers within the U.S. government could abstract resources as well as other Western European powers. Okay. All right. Where was I? All right. Um, yeah. Okay. Apart from the above mentioned factors, adverse U.S. strategic, strategic interest, the nationalist liberation movement and black African act as a catalyst for with far reaching effects on the black community by simulating its organization, consolidation, and inducing radical action, such as a result would likely be as Zaire went the way of Angola and Mozambique. Okay, I read that already. And that is also, they don't want us to be unified. They don't want us to have strength in numbers. It's basically what they're saying here. Okay, in order to prevent such a trend and protect U.S. national security interests, it would appear essential to elaborate and carry out effective countermeasures. One, possibly of joint action by U.S., Black, and African nationalist movement and elaborating U.S. policy toward Black America due, due weight must be given to the fact that there are 25 million African, um, African-American Blacks whose roots are African and who can consciously or subconsciously sympathy, sympathizes with African nationalism. The living conditions of the Black population should also be taken into account. Immense advances in the field are accompanied by long-lasting high rate of unemployment, especially among the youth and by poverty and dissatisfaction with the government's social welfare standards. These factors taken together may provide a basis for joint actions for of a concrete nature by the African nationalist movement and the U.S. Black community. Basically, actions would take the form of demonstrations and public protests, but the likelihood of violence cannot be excluded. There would also be attempts to coordinate their political activity, both locally and in international organizations inside the United States, these actions could include protests, demonstrations against our policy towards South Africa, accompanied by a demand 
for boycotting corporations and banks with which maintain links with that country, attempts to establish a permanent black lobby in Congress, including activists, leftist radical groups, and black legislators, the reemergence of pan-African ideals, resumption of <clears throat> protest marches, recalling the days of Martin Luther King, the renewal of the extremist idea, national, national idea of establishing an African Republic on American soil. Finally, leftist radical elements of the black community could resume extremist actions in the style of the defunct Black Panther Party. Internationally, damage could be done to the United States by a coordinated activity of African states designed to condemn U.S. policy towards South Africa and initiate discussions on the U.S. radical issue at the United Nations, where the African representations constitute a powerful bloc with about one-third of all votes. A menace to the U.S. economic interests, though not a critical one, could be posed by a boycott by Black African states against American companies which maintain contact with South Africa and Rhodesia. If the, if the idea of the economic assistance to Black Americans shared by some African regimes could be realized by their placing orders in the United States, mainly with companies owned by Blacks, they could gain limited influence on the U.S. Black community. In the above context, we must envisage the possibility, however remote, that Black Americans interested in African affairs may refocus their attention on the Arab-Israeli conflict, taking into account the African descent of American Blacks, it is responsible to anticipate that their sympathies would lie with the Arabs who are closer to them in spirit, and in some case related to them by blood. Black involvement in lobbying support, the Arabs may lead to serious dissension between American Black and Jews. The likelihood of extremist actions by their inside by their by either side is negligible, but the discord may bring about tension in the internal political climate of the United States. Okay, political options. In the context of the long-term strategy, the United States cannot afford a radical change in the fundamental of its African policy, which is designed for maximized protection of national security. In the present case, emphasis is laid on the importance of Black Africa for U.S. political, economic, and military interests. In weighing the range of U.S. interests in Black Africa, basic recommendations arranged without intent to imply priority are, one, specific steps should be taken with the help of appropriate government agencies in, in, to inhibit coordinated activity of the Black movie in the United States. Two, special clandestine operations should be launched by the CIA to generate mistrust and hostility in America and would and world opinion against joint activity of the two forces and to cause division among black African radical national groups and their leaders. Three, U.S. embassies to black African countries, especially, interest, especially interested in the Southern Africa, must be highly circumspect in view of the activity of certain political circles and influential individuals opposing the objectives and methods of U.S. policy towards South Africa. It must be kept in mind that the failure of U.S. strategy in South Africa would adversely affect American standing throughout the world. In addition, this would mean a significant dimension of U.S. influence in Africa. 
and the emergence of a new of new difficulties in our eternal situation due to worsening economic prospects. Four, the FBI should mount surveillance operations against black um, African representatives and collect sensitive information on those, especially at the UN, who oppose US policy towards South Africa. The information should include facts on their links with the leaders of the black movement in the United States, thus making, making possible at least partial neutralization of the adverse effects on their activity. All right, trends in the black American black movement. In connection with our African policy, it is highly important to evaluate correctly the present state of the black movement in the United States and basing ourselves on all available information to try to devise a course of its future development. Such an approach is strongly suggested by our perception of the fact that American blacks form a single eth ethnic group potentially capable of causing extreme instability in our strategy towards South Africa. This may lead to critical differences between the United States and Black Africa in particular. It would also encourage the Soviet Union to step up its interference in the region. Finally, it would pose a serious threat to the delicate structure of race relations within the United States. All the above consideration give rise to concern for the future security of the United States. Since the mid-1960s, when legislation on the human rights was passed and Martin Luther King murdered, federal and local measures to improve Black welfare has been taken, as a result of which Black U.S. Black movement has undergone considerable changes. The principal changes are as follows. Social and economic issues have supplemented political aims as the main preoccupation of the movement and actions formerly planned on a nationwide scale are now being organized locally. Fragmentation and the lack of organization unity within the movement, sharp social stratification of the black population and lack of policy options, which could re, um, reunite them, want of a national leader of standing comparable to Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King was a communist and uh, he was a puppet. You know, he found out too late that he was leading these people into a burning house. He was not really good for anybody. Um, he is the reason why we had Obama in office. He was the blueprint and ushering in new world order. The range of policy options. The concern for the future security of the United States makes necessary the range of policy options arranged without the intent implied priority they are. For those of you who have a problem with Martin Luther King, please look up uh, Manning Johnson and what he had to say about racism, communism, and common sense. Okay. Look them up and you find out the reason why I'm saying what I'm saying. Okay, A, to enlarge programs within the framework of the present budget for the improvement of the social and economic welfare of American Blacks in order to ensure continuing development of the present trends in the Black movement. B, to elaborate and bring into effect a special program designed to perpetuate division in the Black movement and neutralize the most, effect, the most active groups of leftists and radical organizations representing different social strata of the black community to encourage division in black circles. C, to preserve the present climate, which inhibits the emergence of from within the black leadership of a person capable of exerting nationwide appeal. Sounds like Obama. To work, D, to work out and realize preventive operations in order to impede durable ties between U.S. black organizations and radical groups in African states. 
E, to support actions designed to sharpen social stratification in the Black community, which would lead to widening and perpetuation of the gap between successful educated Blacks and poor, giving rise to growing antagonism between different Black groups and a weakening of the movement as a whole. All right, that was E right there. F, to facilitate the greatest possible expansion of the Black business by granting government contracts and loans with favorable terms to Black businessmen. G, to take every possible means through the AFL-CIO leaders to counteract the increasing influence of Black labor organizations, which function in all major unions, in particular, the nation, the National Coalition of Black Trade Union and its leadership, including the creation of real preference for adverse and hostile reaction among white trade unions to demand for improvement of social and economic welfare for, of the Blacks. H, to support the nomination at federal and local levels of local Black public figures to elective offices to govern agencies at the, and the court. This will promote achievement of a twofold purpose. First, it would be easier to control the activity of loyal Black representatives within the existing institution. Second, the idea of the independent of an independent Black political party now under discussion within Black leadership circles would soon lose all support. Yeah, this is straight up evil, man. Straight up evil. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this reading and you've been informed of why they want to pit Blacks American Blacks against Black Africans, and you see the evil before you, okay? All right. Anything you want to know about this channel, it's in the description box. I'm also on Spotify and uh, Rumble. Rumble is Radical Thoughts 791, and... Uh, that's about it. Spotify, Hard Talk Radio, live in 4K. All right, later.